0: Welcome to It's All About Connection, NVC with Dr. B. We are having a part two of one of our last episodes on politically incorrect conversations. And just for transparency purposes,
1: we are now not only audio recording our podcast, but we're video recording it for people that want to see us out there in the world And my home office was hit by lightning two days ago, so I'm in a backup office right now, just so you know. I don't know why that matters, but I thought it would be a good thing to share with people. Maybe because I'm feeling awkward and a little bit uneasy being in a different environment and recording, which is something that we don't usually do.
0: Yeah, maybe morning some comfort.
1: Yeah, definitely comfort, ease, familiarity. Familiarity is a big one, especially when it comes to technology. And those of you that are watching or listening, did you catch what Heather just did there? I know well, you they can't, can't respond. Understand. but. <laughs> <laughs> can't respond, but what she just did was she just gave empathy in that moment. She leaned in with some needs guesses right there. If you didn't catch that, I want you to catch that. All right, let's go on with what we plan to talk about today. We wanted to continue the conversation that we had a couple weeks ago about having politically incorrect conversations, talking with people in your lives that might not see eye-to-eye with you on political things, and I find that that happens a lot these days, and that it can be rather awkward and uncomfortable. And so I just wanted to continue to have a little bit of conversation or dialogue around that. I know when we were together, you brought up just how painful it is, if I recall, how painful it is not to have your need for shared reality met
0: Yeah, in those definitely.
1: Yeah.
0: I think there's that underlying desire, that need for shared reality and connection
1: The question that came up for me in thinking about that is all needs, I think, are so valuable. And yet there do seem to be some that seem maybe bigger. That's an evaluation. But just when it's not met, shared reality, like you said, it just really hurts when someone doesn't have the same reality as you. It's really painful. And yeah, I think part of that is because... There's a comfort around shared reality. Like, I think on some level, it's probably related to surviving. Yeah, probably. Yeah, to get by and like things are happening in the world, you have to problem solve when things are happening in the world. And if we see things the same, then we're more inclined to address those things or not address those things if they're not in our reality, right? So, when we don't have a shared reality with someone, I think probably the pain is connected to the deeper need of like thriving and surviving. That those of us that think one way politically versus another way politically, it's really connected to to surviving and thriving, right? The way that we're looking at the world. And if someone doesn't see eye to eye with us, maybe there's some fear there around like they don't get it. They're not understanding. So therefore they're not going to be on board with some of the strategies that I might or even care about coming up with strategies for those particular issues, whether it be climate change or gender issues or racial injustice, whatever. If somebody's not seeing eye to eye with you on that, I know for me, I get scared. There's fear that comes up. So I think that that's probably at the cross not just only the need for shared reality, but underneath it, there's a deeper need around surviving, living, thriving, well-being, if I had Mm -hmm. a guess.
0: And probably connection.
1: And yet, I think if you stay with the NVC process with someone that may not see eye to eye with you, like you're never going to convince someone. I don't know. Have you ever convinced anybody politically to be like, oh, okay, yeah, I do see it your way. Does it work that way for you? Because I've never had that experience.
0: I think those experiences are few and far between. But by giving empathy first, it's well, happened. that's the
1: whole thing, see? Because if we're leaning in, and again, it can't be for manipulative purposes. Like, I'm going to give empathy, and then eventually this person's going to see it my way. No, no. I don't no. know. It can it be, can be used that way. <laughs> well, you can, you can have that as your intention, and then you're not really doing NVC. Yeah, really it's doing. not
0: practicing with integrity. Right. You have
1: a whole different agenda, mm-hmm. and NVC is about connection. The rest of it is secondary. Yeah, so if you can really just stay in presence with somebody in a moment where you're not seeing eye-to-eye, like true presence, which is such a hard thing to do because again, we get scared and our other needs come up and then we get into our fight, flight, freeze mode and either wanna attack or run away in those circumstances. But if you're resourced enough that you can really stay in empathy and curiosity with somebody, just really wanting to stay in curiosity And one way to do that, something I read this week that I thought was very helpful is that somebody that might not see eye to eye with me around some of these political issues, it might sometimes be just denial because it is painful. Like it's painful to think of our world, the climate changing and all the possible outcomes as a result of that. It's scary. It's easier not to think about that or to come up with a different way of looking at it. That gives me a whole lot more peace of mind, I would think. So if you can kind of like, move into that thinking and then start to try to do the empathy and presence thing. There is something really sweet when you can fully connect with somebody without having to worry about winning them over to your side of the aisle and I don't think that we're doing a lot of that at all out there in the world I think we're all doing the exact opposite we're either trying to convince folks or we're arguing just to be in an argument and it's causing further disconnection and really no ability to move forward together so at least staying in empathy process and being present gives us a little bit of an anchor to hold on to and move towards connection with somebody and then the other thing that I just want to point out that I've thought a lot about since our last conversation about this topic is is it possible if somebody doesn't contribute to your need for shared reality Can they, in fact, contribute to other needs in your life? Is it maybe worth still staying in connection with that person because they do contribute to other needs in your life? I can think of several people in my life that do not contribute to my need at all for shared reality around many of the political topics of our time. But yet, when I think about some of those people, they do meet my need for kindness, like My next-door neighbor, who I adore, I think she's okay with me sharing. Like, we don't see eye-to-eye on any political thing. But I love her. And she totally meets my needs for fun and care and kindness. And I want to have connection with her, even with us having different shared realities. So I might just have to get my need for shared reality met by meeting with you, who I think has a lot of shared reality with me around these particular topics.
0: Yeah. So, so just not using her as a strategy to get that right, need met.
1: Exactly. That's it. People are just strategies. They're just strategies to get those needs met. And when we can loosen up on the strategies or the particular people to get the needs met, I think it gives you a lot more power in your own life. Also, I think just more joy because it's painful when you have enemy images of people. I find it's very painful to stay in that angry, kind of hateful, they're not seeing things as I see it way. And I do believe that if we can stay with the empathy and the presence part of all this. We might not get there immediately, but we have a much better chance in the long run of having some connection and possibly some shared reality.
0: Yeah, loosening the grip on strategy. What was that? We had that one episode.
1: Oh, it's Marshall's saying. He used to have so many good sayings. He would say, hold your needs tightly and your strategies lightly or the other way around. Either way, the concept is the same. The needs are so valuable. We don't want to let go of those, you know. We want them to be paramount and in the forefront of how we're moving in the world and interacting in the world. But letting go, like loosening up on our strategies. When people can get that concept down, it's pretty revolutionary. It can make a big difference in your life and in your level of joy moving in the world. So... I think that's a good place to stop for now. I do have a few things to announce. My book's out. I think I said that last week, or maybe we did a whole episode on that. My link to Mildred, it's connected to NVC. There's a whole big chapter on NVC in there that kind of walks you through the process, and it's very much connected to trauma and why NVC, I think, is really the key to reversing our trauma epidemic. So go get the book. It's on Amazon. Also, our intro and empathy gyms, they are filling up and i am just so excited about that it's taken a while to start to have traction but we're beginning to see it and if people would like to join us in the intro and begin to really make these ideas come to life in your own life please come to com, and you can enroll in our intro class and then get into the empathy gym too and practice
0: and our Empathy Warm Line number is 850-706-0488 Thank you everybody You've been listening to It's All About Connection NVC with Dr. B For more episodes and guest bios, please visit us at method.com. That's www.thebigbiemethod.com And remember, Empathy First!